0: This is EdTech Weekly. I'm your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 52, and I'm really happy that Christy is back again for the second week in a row. We have a streak, Christy. Can we maintain this streak?
1: Oh, I hope so. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I hope so, too. Like I was telling you before the show, uh, I listened to the show, and uh, it sounds really good. I, I really like how you sound. You know what you're talking about, and you're an awesome addition, so we're happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, let's get with the EdTech News Rundown to start the show. Telestra Exchange reports on an interview with Dr. Pardo, who's a University of Sydney academic. In the interview, he explains how data and analytics will shape the future of education. Now, this concept of data information instruction is not new. Uh, Think about assessments, that's essentially what it is, but the future of data is much more real time. One of the more interesting uses of this data could be used for student retention, uh, being able to detect students who are dropout risks maybe before it's too late.
1: I don't know, maybe early detection will be the key to finally lowering dropout rates.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've worked um, in dropout prevention and the earliest we got them in high school was their sophomore year. Uh, already after some of them failed their first couple semesters so I definitely think we could detect earlier than that maybe even middle school or elementary school
1: yeah definitely uh, next up TechCrunch reports that Common lit won a 3.9 million dollar grant to help students master reading skills the grant is from the Department of Education for innovative approaches to literacy Common lit works like this educators or families can set up an account that gives a student access it uh, gives student student access code. The students then get reading assignments and quizzes that adapt to their reading levels over time. The really cool part about Common Lit is that it's free, so be sure to check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think every parent and teacher should at least give that a try. I mean, again, I'm not really sure how well it works or doesn't work, but uh, it seems pretty cool that that's a, a free resource for teachers and parents as well.
1: Yeah, I did just look at it, and it says grades 5 through 12.
0: Awesome. So check it out if you are in that category. Lifehack gives five options for boosting your skills using online education. These courses range from learning effective problem solving skills to successful negotiation. Uh, These courses are available on Coursera and can be audited or officially taken for a fee. Uh, These courses are created by major universities. Uh, One of them was from Michigan, University of Michigan, and I think one was University of California, Berkeley. So they're, uh, you know, at least they come from high pedigree and they are also highly rated within Coursera.
1: Yeah, they mentioned in the story that financial aid is available if needed, and the average course fee is about $50.
0: No, so they shouldn't need too much financial aid, hopefully, if it's only 50. Yeah. That sounds pretty good.
1: All right, next up, Moodle announced that it is adding big blue button integration into Moodle Cloud. Big blue button is a collaboration suite that includes presentation, whiteboard, polling, chat, and other web conferencing features. This add-on will allow much more interaction for schools using Moodle Cloud. So if you are a Moodle Cloud school, this is definitely something to check out.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of Moodle, honestly, but... Um, I mean, we use sort of an older version in, in the school where I worked, but uh, the integration between them and Big Blue Button is cool because they're both open source, so uh, it definitely seems like an, an, a partnership that makes a lot of sense. Our next story, Forbes explores four ways to learn online without breaking the bank. They mention MOOCs, which of course are massive open online courses, uh, online learning platforms like udemy.com, industry certifications that you can get online, and also community colleges as places to look for more affordable online learning. Uh, Not to leave out other types of learning, they also give some money-saving tips for more traditional degrees. Uh, That includes some websites to explore as well.
1: Yeah, sounds like definitely a resource I would want to pass on to high school students.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, showing them that there are other options than just, you know, the traditional very expensive route.
1: Yeah. All right. Next up, an Ed Surge opinion piece explains that education needs augmented intelligence, not artificial intelligence. The article explains the fear that is growing among teachers that artificial intelligence will replace them. If an algorithm can produce better results at teaching subject matter, Then why have teachers? The article goes on to explain that augmented intelligence that interprets data and helps make a teacher's job easier is the answer. In this way, it would allow every teacher an intelligent teaching assistant that allows teachers to focus on building connections with students.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be our uh, discussion uh, topic tonight as well. And that's always a big thing. Uh, In any industry, when you talk about being replaced by a computer or artificial intelligence, people get a little bit nervous to thought that they could be replaced and maybe even the replacing artificial intelligence would do a better job. That's kind of scary when you think about it. So we'll talk about that. And just to give us, uh, if you wouldn't mind, if you're a listener to the show, we know we have some listeners out there. Um, We'd love you to give us a rating on iTunes. So go ahead and go to iTunes and search EdTech Weekly, and then give us a little shout out and give us a rating so that other people can find us. All right, Christy, let's get to this discussion. There's a lot of interesting things that can be talked about here. First of all, let's sort of go a little bit in depth about augmented intelligence or augmented reality versus artificial intelligence. Um, So artificial intelligence in this article, in this opinion piece would essentially mean that the computer is completely just doing the job of a teacher from beginning to end. At least that's what uh, the columnist seems to be implying with that. And then augmented intelligence is sort of, you know, doing some of the intelligence work, but not really replacing the teacher is sort of what they mean by that. So, I guess my question to you is: Working in K twelve and and dealing with teachers, but also being you know a big fan of ed tech, um, do you do you think that this concern is valid? I mean, do you think that there is a point in our future that teachers will be replaced by artificial intelligence, robots, or or computer programs?
1: I don't think so. I sure hope not. I think teachers are so important in our classrooms. I think the role of the teacher is changing, though, with the influx of technology. But I think that teachers will always be there. Um, one of my favorite quotes is um, by Dr. James Coomer: "No significant learning can occur without a significant relationship," and that's what our teachers are here for. Is they build those relationships with students and amongst students. They use computers and augmented intelligence to help them and be more efficient with their jobs. But ultimately, it's it's about the relationship.
0: Now, you said Dr. James Coomer. Is that then the name? I, Yes. Now that quote sounded like a, a, a bot or artificial intelligence could have made that quote. So do, are we sure that he's a real person that we're talking about here? Because well, that could bring another in...
1: uh, famous one is uh, Rita Pearson. She's got an excellent TED talk and it's all about relationships. And that's where I first heard the quote. Um, and if you haven't seen Rita Pearson's TED talk about relationships with students, um, I think you should go watch it right
0: now. Absolutely something to check out. Um, And something that you may not want to check out, but it does give you a little bit of, um, I don't know, maybe perspective or thoughts about artificial intelligence in general. Have you happened to see Ex Machina? No. Okay, so it's 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 a really odd movie and I don't know that I would say watch it and try to be entertained because it's very awkward and it just there's some parts to it that you're like what, but it deals with this whole idea of artificial intelligence and sort of it gets into this crazy web where the artificial intelligence is manipulating humans and it's just like it's a little scary, but it also sort of makes it, you realize it may not be that far off. So it's something to think about here. And I don't, I really honestly, when it comes down to it, um, I'm kidding about some of that stuff, but I don't really think that AI is going to replace teachers. What's going to happen, in my opinion, is that they're going to replace certain things that teachers have to do, uh, certain parts about teaching that can be done more efficiently. But at the end of the day, um, in my experience, especially with dropout prevention, what those students really needed was a connection with a the teacher. They needed somebody mm-hmm. to be there for them. And as much as a AI could possibly, or artificial intelligence could possibly replace that, it can't in terms of students, the way they look at it. Like you're, you're going to know it's a computer telling you, hey, you're awesome and you deserve that. You know what I mean? Like, you can wonder if a, if a human is being 100% genuine, but there's no doubt that a computer is not being genuine. You know what I mean? So there, that connection, I think, is just too valuable to be replaced.
1: I agree. And I think even the software now, it can read facial expressions and you know, detect if a student's frustrated and adjust um, you know, what the next problem is. But it is not the same as someone who believes in you, who supports you and encourages you and is there for you.
0: And I kind of look at it as a, a positive and I don't think teachers should be worried about this. I think they should embrace this and want this because so many of the things that I wasted time on as a teacher are all of those data points and grading and trying to figure out how to level these things for certain students and how to, you know, make a specialized sort of curriculum for students who needed it, if that could all be done in an instant by something else and you could just focus on, you know, using that information to help teach, I kind of look at it, you know, obviously the concept of flipped classroom has been around for a while. It's not a new thing, but there's sort of a resurgence happening with that concept. To me, that's what augmented or even artificial intelligence could be. Um, You get my students to where they understand basic concepts, And then I can go from there with them and I can help them do projects that help them have a deeper understanding of it and interact with them and help them, you know, understand the context in the world that they live in and how it will affect people and how, you know, bring that human part to learning. Uh, To me, that's exciting. Like I, I really get excited about that because some of the things that I expected students to already know, I spent time going over and over with them. And if there was a very efficient way for augmented and or artificial intelligence to do that. Man, sign me up. That would be awesome.
1: It is, and I've said this before. I think on the show, I don't think we can get to the level of personalization or the level of student engagement that is required now in today's classrooms without the help from technology.
0: Yeah. So at the end of the day, teachers uh, listening to this podcast, I would not, you know, flip out about about this. I mean, even if um, the intelligence levels could be there to replace. I just don't think that's going to be something that makes sense to a society because that human interaction is too big. And man, I tell you what, it could make your life a whole lot easier. Imagine never having to worry about grading, never having to worry about figuring out what the next lesson needs to be for some of your students that already being done in an instant would be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and then think about what you could do with your time when you're not having to do that of planning different lessons or doing more activities and projects um, instead of some of those rote routine tasks.
0: Or, or more podcasts. I mean. Or
1: more podcasts. <laughs> I mean,
0: but not too many. We don't want too much competition.
1: <laughs> well, they could join our podcast. That's right. We'll just
0: be yes. We we'll, we'll, we may need we need more people. So that brings us to a great point. If you want to be a part of the show, email us at edtechweekly at gmail uh, that's exactly what Christy did, and that's why she's here. Um, and she's an awesome addition, and we're happy to have her. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at 4 Teachers, um, and I'll post some things there. You can just reach out to us there and let us know what you think of the show or what ways we can improve. And you can follow Christy at Christy M. Warren as well on Twitter. And I'm telling you, um, I really like this new format. And I'd love to hear what you all think about it. And um, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, what do you think, Christy? I, I, do you listen to the show at all?
1: Well, I think it's a little strange to hear myself talk, so no, I haven't. But I will have to go back and listen. But I do want to just point out that I just said people should listen to our podcast. Did you Did you catch that? I love I'm it. Feeling, I'm feeling like this is my podcast hey, too now. I, and so you sorry should. for a cr- crashing your party. On no,
0: I believe me. I didn't even flinch when you said that. I think it's awesome. <laughs> it is our podcast, and it's great. I
1: guess I feel at home on your podcast. now.
0: That's perfect. That's what we're looking for. And you know, I will say this, Christy, if you listen to the show. You will have done something that Matt, who has participated in over thirty shows, has never done. He doesn't listen to the show. And it's a point of contention between us. so,
1: oh, well, I have listened to many shows before he came on, so
0: yes, well, listen. He doesn't listen, so I can pretty much say whatever I want about him. <laughs> i do want him back i really really want to see the dynamic of matt's sort of quirky personality and you with your expertise and polished sort of presentation i think it could be a lot of fun for the show so hopefully soon we'll get everyone back but we look forward to seeing you christy next week hopefully and everyone else who listens to the show on edtech weekly